0: Hello and welcome to ARIA Talking To Me, a Game of Thrones podcast. My name's Ben Vanell and my co-host, all on the other side of this city we live in, this beautiful city of Melbourne, is...
1: I'm trapped in the computer! It's me, Adam (laughs) Knox. I'm stuck in here. I mean, I guess to anyone listening, I've been trapped in the computer every single episode of this.
0: Yeah, both of us have, I guess. Let us out! (laughs) knocking on my microphone which you can't hear but i'm rapping on it saying please let me out i'm leaving my microphone alone because i'm a professional
1: recordist (laughs) i like to create a soundscape i like to create
0: uh an escape from sound by being silent okay so we're we're really uh two different people i I... have one common uh (laughs) Love and that is Game of Thrones. I've also I've set a noise
1: gate for my microphone so that there's no like humming of just you know mm-hmm. the streets, the mean streets that I live on. Yes. So if at any <laughs> point a b or a t or a s gets cut off very slightly, people mm-hmm. know why.
0: Are you recording f- in from your your own apartment? Yes, I am. no oh, excellent. Sometimes you record down uh, at your parents' house. Sometimes so I record at my girlfriend's
1: house. Yeah. Sometimes yep, I record yep. in a random location. And if you can guess the clues that we play on our radio station throughout the day to find the location, you get yourself an icy cold can of Coke. Oh, yeah! Remember when they used to do that thing of like... They would, I think they still do it. And they just like hide treasure somewhere and they play little <laughs> clues of like,
0: we might as well uh, state here that the library is where it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I think the radio station I work for, work for does it. I think they do, sometimes it's like one of the personalities. They'll be like, I'm currently in a uh, a, Mel, uh, a city that starts with Mel. Yeah. And then they just get more specific as the day goes. Everyone away. here looks very rich, mon Duh. <laughs> Exactly. They're in uh, Northcote. Yeah. Uh, so should we start talking about Game of Thrones? Because that's what we're here to do. Hell yeah, bruh. There, we're gonna do um, an episode that I enjoyed. I'm really enjoying this part of uh, part of the show. Season three, I think, is a yeah, is a favorite of mine.
1: Yeah, I, th- I this was definitely where the show. I think we said this in one of the episodes in the last couple of weeks, but like hit its zeitgeisty moment. You know, this is a big yeah. show that everyone's watching, and you can see why the quality throughout this season made people kind of do that
0: absolutely there's a few other things like there's there's a more traditional romance that develops there's um yeah there's there's a bunch of other stuff that is intertwined with the really shocking and um inventive and innovative stuff that game of thrones does but yeah the the politics is the stuff that i keep coming back to is the the stuff that's done better than any other show that i've seen and yeah i'm loving it at this point
1: dude and they start this show the episode this week starts with some politics as two <laughs> men whip out their swords and start wailing on each other. Um, it's an analogy. It's an analogy for real world politics. Man, sometimes but, um, I feel like that Trump is just all about whipping out his sword, if you know what I mean.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wicked a wicked a wild, wild west. It. Maybe <laughs> maybe there's a dog. I don't know. Um, Steve Bannon. what a What a dog that guy was. This
1: episode, by the way, what's the name of it?
0: Kissed by Fire. Right. Uh yes, S- season 3 episode 5 Kissed by Fire. If you listen to last week's episode of the podcast, it's just the next one. Um and yeah, we we start with the Hound uh experiencing his trial by combat. Um and so Beric Dondarian is is uh the champion and he whips out a sword and he sets it on fire with no like he doesn't pour gasoline on it and go like well not gasoline
1: in game of thrones but whatever they use oil what yes he just rubs his hand up it and
0: woof it's up it's like he's cut himself or something and it like it looks like he, he yeah i don't know what he does There's but man it's it's a it's a burning sword. like some blood magic or something mm, cause
1: these guys mm. are also all into the lord of light and yep. i it's it's weird creepy old fashioned demon magic that you have to do to make shit happen for this guy like when yeah Stannis yeah had to fuck um melisandra to have that ghost mm-hmm. baby same deal yes
0: here. that's it yeah like the this lord of light doesn't sound like because there's been like the old gods have been referred to and like there's i guess yeah like a, a pantheon and stuff but this guy seems kind of dodge <laughs> from everything we and know so
1: he's is he one of the new gods or are the new gods separate and this guy's oh. another thing
0: I th- my assumption is that this guy is another thing, right? Um, but I don't know for sure. But it, yeah, it's it's sort of uh, strange that these guys, the Beric, who we, we know was, um, you know, a, a servant of the North, was an, a good guy. It's, it possibly is still a good guy. He's he's completely uh, well. At least he's working with a priest of the Lord of Light. So and like, yeah. If,
1: if someone brought me back from the dead multiple times. Mm. <laughs> I reckon I'd be like, "Holy shit! I guess I'm a Christian."
0: <laughs> like, yeah, totally sure. Sure, yeah. He's he's like six times Jesus. Yeah, exactly. He's six Jesuses. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's we're getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves because they um they have a fight. It's really cool. He Beric looks like he's about to take out the hound. The hound's on the ground. The hound's
1: ter- a ground, hound. ground hound. Little snuffling around there on the ground hound, and he's yep. got a his shields on fire. He he's terrified of fire mm. still. Everything's fucked yep. for him, but then, uh, but then, swings. He a, stands up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he swings a big old blow right down onto Beric's shoulder and cuts him mm. in,
0: cleaves him in twain. He does indeed, and he falls down dead uh, for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he's back up and yeah, he's old like priest
1: boy. Yeah, uh, Thoris of Mere mm. runs up to his side and just whispers some like. Holy motherfucking shit! My friend is dead. Please bring him back. Yeah. Humana, 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 humana. Hey, humana. nice lady.
0: <laughs> and um, and because Arya is very, she's she's freaked out because she, she was like, the hound was about to die, and she was like, yes, fucking kill him, cut his head mm. off, and then the hound made the miraculous comeback, and now she's kind of like, oh shit. Oh no! She
1: pounces at him with that but,
0: knife. Mm, mm. She
1: leaps right forward. To get him, but uh, Beric Dondarian's back up and he's like, No girl, I'm here. I'm
0: Ain't here. No reason and to be stabbing no
1: one. <laughs> yeah, this is our weird dumbass law that not everyone yeah. seems to use. I was thinking about it because the trial by combat thing Tyrion used it and they yep. use it here, and it seems to be just a completely universally respected thing that if you want to, you can have a fight instead of a trial. Yes, and yet, why didn't Ned just do that when he was going to be
0: um, Oh, actually i guess
1: his trial had happened way earlier than the execution that's that's true that's yeah. true so he was already, he was
0: he thought he was just there to apologize
1: yeah he was already sentenced but then his punishment got changed at the last minute
0: yeah or was he always going to be executed and they were hoping for mercy I guess it was never really said what was going to happen, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I think... I guess it was very last Like, it was Joffrey was going to spare him, because, like, at the time, don't kill Ned or the North will fight, and they did. Mm. Mm. But, uh...
0: Yeah, I guess... Yeah, okay. I guess he'd already had his trial. Never mind. Yeah. But even so, it's... uh, You get the feeling that, like, Joffrey would have just said, like, no, no, no. Yeah. Cut his... But
1: why wouldn't just everybody do that at every trial? Why would there ever be, like, if the trial fails and you're guilty, you go, like, actually... Uh, I'll fight. I might as well. <laughs>
0: yeah. I guess, well, maybe they do. Like, I guess we only see these extremely high stakes life or death trials. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, I stole some bread. Well, it's either a month in jail or trial by combat. Hey,
1: I'll fucking take the combat.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't have a spare can, month. I'll go. You can't. I'll go. <laughs> so yeah, he, he's, he's fine. Uh, Barracks back up mm. alive, <coughs> and we move up north to the
0: um, the wildlings up there. Yes, to Mance Raiders camp where uh, Tormund, the scraggly uh, ginger wildling yeah, man. Comedian Ben Knight. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, everyone Google Ben Knight. He's a funny comedian and looks like Tormund. Uh, um, but he's, he's talking to John. He's like, hey. We're going to go. We've got to get over the wall. I think Mance Raider already told him to do that, right? That was last episode. Yeah.
1: And he was like, if you don't, don't come back. You're here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So John's like, oh, yeah, there's like a bunch of castles and some of them have people in. Not heaps, though. But Castle Black, oh, boy, there's lots of guys there. Um,
1: Yeah. A thousand. There's a thousand people there, he says. Mm. And they're like, I... I mean, like you'd think there would be a lot of people because again, um, castle like taking the black and everything instead of having your lifetime prison sentence, mm, mm. you'd go, "Yep, no, I'll try by combat first, and then if I lose, <laughs> I'll I'll dodge the last sword and I'll go <laughs> up to the
0: wall." Yeah, yeah, so many second chances, but yeah, I guess it's been so, and like this was a plot point, I guess, in the first season. It's it's underfunded. Like they mm. they've got no food, they've got shelter but that's about it they keep going out you know to to be on the wall and dying i guess they're just not very um there's not a lot of dudes there
1: yeah that makes sense you gotta fund your public resources
0: absolutely um but i guess the wildlings don't know that because they just see the big wall and assume it's you know (laughs) properly taken care of
1: yeah and i guess they must like send people uh night's watchmen up and down the wall to make those other places look manned just sure. set a fire there a couple of times a yep. month or whatever yep and, yeah. and walk up from different places because you would want to give yourself the illusion of numbers
0: yeah absolutely and i guess to this point yeah like we know that there are zombies north of the wall um but uh no one down south does so they still kind of think they're just protecting against wildlings and yeah. to give that illusion of, of yeah, like, light a torch every now and then, it's probably yeah. enough.
1: Yeah, exactly. So then uh, he gets away with that, but Egret's like, hey, I'm, I'm cheeky. <laughs> she Let is me... cheeky. Real cheeky. Too much cheek, if anything, because she mm-hmm. nabs his sword that he loves. Yes. The thing I gave him that Mormon gave him. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And she's like,
1: ah, it means nothing to me. I'm going to run around with it. And he's like, <laughs> dude, it's a sword. Stop running. <laughs>
0: yeah don't run with swords that old
1: that old idiom the best weird al Yankovic album running with sword <laughs> but uh she runs into um a cave there mm. climbs down into this cave and 12 Thai boys are inside <laughs> oh yes it's Hooray! still relevant
0: <laughs> 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 anyway she
1: whips her clothes off and she's like hey I ain't gonna believe you're not a villain unless you have sex with me. And mm. John Snow's like, that's manipulative.
0: <laughs> it it really is. You are it's, coercing me. It's kind of smart on her part, uh, and also it just plays into that weird flirtation slash tension that's been there already. Like he, we know he's attracted to her, but he's kind of just trying to get by in this weird situation. And he's a maid. As,
1: as she calls it.
0: Yes, he's a maiden. Little little virgin boy.
1: <laughs> he is a little virgin boy. But, uh, yeah, they're both into it. And they're both, you know, playing their dumb little flirty games, but the rules up north of the wall are different. You've taken mm-hmm. your vows, but mm-hmm. now you're going to take your dick out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he doesn't do that, does he? <laughs>
1: no. You describe the- what he does. I don't what- want to...
0: <laughs> One of the most famous um, pussy eating scenes in, in in a mainstream TV show in pop culture. Even. Yeah, what are the yeah. top
1: five? <laughs> well, another one's is. on HBO. Another one's on HBO of The Sopranos. I was going to say
0: um, The Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. Because there's that yeah. whole episode about uh, Junior not like doing it, but not wanting any, anyone to know. Yeah. Uh, what? When else does it happen? I can't think of three more times. Um, And I don't want to I'm not going to google it (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah That's that's what happens And then I guess they're like Go and do a bit more And you know roll around and shit
1: (laughs) Yeah If you can hear me
0: typing I am googling it now (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah There's hot springs there It's a very beautiful scene
1: uh it's all porn. <laughs> yeah that's what i expected <laughs> and a watchmojo.com video which possibly worse yeah <laughs> yeah um so uh yeah yeah they they he she says you know nothing Jon snow again mhm and then go, gets cut off kind of halfway through cuz she's like holy macaroni
0: <laughs> yes um and yeah like they, they it's you're right it does start out kind of awkward and manipulative but they i feel like some of that manipulation stuff is just surface level like they they just have to do it like he's putting he's putting up a brave or you know a, a cold front and she's acting like she's doing it for military reasons yeah you know to prove his loyalty but they're both secretly just into each other and that's what this scene is and then after
1: it like they they do the classic like movie flop down after sex thing, right? I feel <laughs> yeah, as yeah, though yeah. that it comes back to that where they both go, "Yeah. Oh. You blew my dick off." And, <laughs> you absolutely <laughs> exploded my dick off my body. <laughs> <laughs> and she starts listing everyone who she's banged and John's like, "Whoa, whoa." Oh yuck. yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh yeah, that's that's it, right. Oh, I guess this is, yeah, this is where Kissed by Fire for the episode comes from as well, because that's how she describes red hair.
0: Yes. A very poetic language. They get in the bath together, and they seem to
1: genuinely be quite pleased with each other here.
0: Yeah, it's it's a moment, a nice moment of respite, of, of, of genuine emotion in a pretty fucked up show.
1: Yeah. Uh, so then we go back over to Hall. Mm. Where uh, the creepy beard guy, who's Australian, mm-hmm. drops uh, Jamie and Brienne off at Roose Bolton. Yes, Roose Bolton. Bolton, friend jo- of
0: Rob whoops. Stark. Yeah, Roose Bolton, the the second in command, basically of the North at this point. Yeah, um, he's holding Harrenhal for Rob Stark. He's he's garrisoned there, I guess you call it. And yep. um, yeah, he. John's boy.
1: And he starts John's- being nicer to Jamie, mm. and uh, uh, t- tells the his men to take him off to Kyburn, who is that like
0: little Meister guy who was dying there when they arrived initially. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yep, when Robin and Bruce and and Catelyn and stuff all rocked up. Yeah, that's right. So uh, that happens, and they walk in, and uh, this Kyburn guy is like, "Whoa, your hand are no good." Yeah, you, you're probably going to die, like, most likely, even if I, you know, help. Let me chop off that whole swinging arm. Yes. And Jamie's like,
1: never. Just chopped yeah. a little bit off. Burn me. Don't yeah. give me any drugs.
0: Just a little bit off the fr- so When you go get a haircut, they always cut it way too short. Like, even if you ask just a little trim, <coughs> they always take way too much off. But he's insistent. He needs that hair and that arm. <laughs>
1: And then Kyburn is like, by the way, back when I used to be a maester, I was a real weirdo and did some experiments that they kicked me out for. Anyway, let me operate yeah. on you.
0: Dr. Kybern Mengele, I think his full name is. Oh, I'm sure that's a great reference. It's, it is. It's a, a Holocaust reference. Oh, okay. I'm,
1: it's, I'm sure it's a relevant reference. Maybe not great. <laughs> it, I, I think
0: it's, I mean, it's not. Funny,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's pretty spot on. Um, He's a yeah, grubby little man, this guy. And... Grubby
0: little man. Jamie refuses to take any opium, basically. Yeah. He doesn't want to be sedated because he wants to stay awake because this guy is a creep.
1: The opposite of a Ramon.
0: <laughs> he does yeah.
1: not want to be sedated.
0: That's very good.
1: And then Jamie screams, and mm. we cut away to King's Landing again. Where uh, Tyrion and Olena Tyrell are meeting up. Yep. Tyrion, normally the silver tongue guy, he can talk his way into any situation or out of any situation. <laughs> and yes. Olena is running rings around him, going like, "Hey, dickhead, why don't you get your <laughs> nose out of the book and start listening up, fucko? I'm running yeah. the ship around here." Yeah. Weird dialogue, yeah. a different tone of dialogue from the rest of the show.
0: Oh, I think she delivers it well, though. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, she basically is like, you're boring and, uh, you know, you're clearly under pressure and I thought that you were going to be an interesting person to talk to, but boy, do you not live up to who I thought you were going to be.
1: Yeah. And his whole um, pitch is basically like, we don't want to pay for this ridiculous wedding because we, I, I'm running the books now and holy moly, we got no cash mm. mm Yes, And and she's like, no, 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 we're having a massive wedding, but then at the end it's like, I'll pay for half anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll pay for half. We actually do have more than enough money. I just wanted to show you that I'm smarter than you.
1: Yeah, that is totally what it is, isn't it? She came in there just to go like, 10 plus 10 equals 20, motherfucker. It's me, (laughs)
0: Captain Clever. And Tyrion was like, what is 10? (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of how that played out. Uh... River Run, back over
1: there with uh, Rob and all the others, where they're mm, staying they're, at least.
0: Yeah, they were there for the funeral of Catherine's dad, and yeah, I guess they're still there. Yeah, and so are those two Lannister lads. They've got hostage, mm. Mm. and mm. Jamie's cousins or nephews or something like that. Some they, like uh, yeah, yeah,
1: relatively direct relative, mm. Mm. but not certainly not. Uh, Jamie wouldn't want to fuck any of them. They're not that close of a relative.
0: No, that's true. That's true.
1: And uh, big old greybeard, what's his name, Karstark. Yep. Whose son was strangled by Jamie. He comes in and revenge kills both of these young boys who had nothing to do with it. It's a pretty
0: fucked up scene. A child dies. Yeah. It's like they're, they're... And you just get this brief little moment beforehand of like, they're just like having a chat, like these two little kids. Like, oh, maybe tomorrow I'll go get to go outside again, and then it's just like, boom, yeah, sure, I'm like looking forward, forward to the rest them. of my life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm one day from retirement, <laughs> <laughs> but um, boy, they get stabbed up a real treat, yeah, well, one of them gets stabbed,
1: and the other one gets yanked out of the room, oh, yeah, that's right. But- like then you're like, "Oh, maybe he got away, <laughs> boom, <laughs> smash cut to their two dead bodies mm. on a rug mm. in Rob's room, and he's like, "Who did this? Yeah, and they bring Car Stark, Car Stark's being a dick to him,
0: totally. he's got a few men with him as well, There's five or six other dudes there who I guess were there helping <laughs> like this guy's just a douche. he's a douche. He just got really angry at one point and decided like, I'm too dumb to rein this in." You know, like, I, I have no self-control, totally. and I also can't see how this could be an issue, <laughs> so he just let loose. And, and he starts calling
1: Rob boy, and he's like, mm. Father, did did your father teach you any of this, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Being a real dick to him, the blackfish punches him, and Rob's like, no, don't do that. Instead, hang them all. Yeah. Except for Karstark, whose head I'm going to chop off. Yeah, yeah. And Rob's being cold as hell about this. One of the guys is like, I, I was just watching. They made me do it. And he's like, you were watching, were you? Well, hang him last so you can watch all of these people die, too.
0: Yeah, pretty uh, pretty intense. It is. It's cold. It's as cold as ice. Yeah. And his wife seems to think so mm-hmm. as well. She looks pretty shaken by
1: the whole thing, but mm-hmm. everyone kind of seems to get it.
0: Yeah, there's, but then, there's not really a lot that Rob can do in that situation and retain, you know, honour and dignity. Like, he's got to do it. Yeah. The problem is they
1: tell him, like, Catelyn and uh, Edmure in particular tell him, like, hey, we want these Karstarks around. They've got, like, half our army. If you kill their
0: the head of their house, do you think they're going to hang around? Totally. and And the fact that the head of the house... Is getting executed wow. for getting revenge for you know one yeah. of their other like their, the other heir to, the, to their family basically
1: totally for like for killing their enemies basically yeah
0: and yeah i guess that's that's, that's, that's we kind of really get this underlined now and i guess we knew it before the fact that car stark and bolton and, and stuff are are always hanging around the the stark there's not like a big stark army there's a stark army but the north army is made up of five, six, seven families banding together. So, yeah, losing totally. one is is a big deal. When that, I think they're already undermanned compared to the Lannisters.
1: Yeah. Well, would, because that's part of why they haven't just attacked them head on mm. and so losing a big chunk of their army because, yeah, like you say, the Starks are the wardens of the north, but the north is separate families. Yeah. And, yeah, the Carstarks are a big one. Then surely the others will all fall apart as well, but Rob's like nah, I got to because, you know, he has reason to. He has to prove that he's a tough king who can't be fucked with.
0: Th- that's the thing, I guess. If he doesn't do this, there's a chance that all of the other families of the North will be like, wow, you're a weak bitch.
1: Exactly. If you're the warden of all of them, if you're meant to be, like, top of the pile, mm. then letting somebody kind of run around you and do whatever they want, you can't let that happen. So no. he's just in a shit situation. Yeah. But uh yep, Rob uh Rob they leave. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah, he he does it. He cuts his head off. Yeah, he does it straight away, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think it's the next morning maybe or something, yeah. Chops his head off in the rain. Yeah.
1: And yeah, Karstark's still being a dick to, it, <laughs> to the <laughs> end of it, which good on him, I guess. I guess, yeah. And uh a bunch of the carstarks leave. Yep. So he's he, looking over his big toy map with all the little uh all the little wolves and lions and yes, shit like that on yes. it and he's like ah oh, damn it damn i lost I... three of my toys
0: <laughs> yeah someone swept him off the board um so he's got to do something
1: but uh, he doesn't have any ideas and how do you what do you do if you don't have any ideas in a movie you start explaining the whole situation to somebody who's Less experienced eyes. You can see the situation through. Mm. And he does that. It, like, I hate this trope so much. <laughs> Going like, oh, you don't understand. The reason I can't do it is because the door's over there and the handle's right down the, wait a minute, the handle. I'll open the handle. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that like, yes. like, yeah. Yeah. He just does that thing and he's like, I can attack the one other city. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would have been obvious to attack.
0: Totally, totally. Um, so he's going to go to Casterly Rock.
1: The but, home of um, the Lannisters. But
0: he can't do it with his current army. It's not big enough. No. So he's going to go... <laughs> this is such a stupid idea as well. But Yeah. He... The only other you know, family around who's still got an army and isn't engaged in the war already is Sir Walder Frey who he's fucked over.
1: Yeah, the guy who wouldn't give him his army when he would promised to marry his daughter. Mm. And then he breaks that promise, and he's like, oh, maybe now he'll like me more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but also, like, as you said before, he's in a shit situation, and there's no right answer, really. Yeah, desperate times, I guess. Yep, Um, but that's what he's going to do. He's going to go, he's going to ask Walder Frey for, uh, for help. So we go
1: back over to the brotherhood without banners Mm -hmm. and Gendry's hanging about being a Gendry. Yep. uh, (laughs) Gendry and around. Oh man, this guy's always Gendrying, and I love it, (laughs) (laughs) but he's, he's sitting about and uh, tells Arya like, Hey, I reckon I'm going to stay here. They need a Smith. People are trying to kill me anyway. I'd rather be with these, all these brothers, these literal brothers. I've never Mm -hmm. had a family. Let me hang out. Well, they're not literal brothers, but. And then she's like, no, I I don't want to be alone. I can be your family. He's like, nah, you'll always be my lady. Then <laughs> he tips his fedora, his iron fedora. His, his metal fedora. Yep. That he yep. has. Uh, and she seems pretty mad at her. But at the same time, like be a little understanding that this guy, like you could stay here too, Aria. They seem to like you.
0: Yeah, that's sort of, I guess, a little bit of a weird angle to this. Is that like, like I guess the Hound winning his trial sort of means that whatever happens next, Arya doesn't want to be around here. She's kind yeah. of pissed off.
1: Well, and also, I mean, she's got her brother to get to. She wants to go and find either Rob or Jon or whoever. Just some like someone who is her actual family. True. She has true, reason true. to try and find them. Yep. So I guess she's going to keep going, but like yeah, I don't know, can't go on her own.
0: True, true that. And so, yeah, Gendry's like, and I guess this is, yeah, like, this is Brotherhood HQ. This is their home base. But we do know they like to roam around. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I guess,
1: yeah. They're the mm-hmm. kind of guys who like to, you know, go a bunch of different places.
0: <laughs> yeah, walk walk, walk a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, if only she would, like, kind of get to know these guys and maybe have some conversations with them that made her understand them more. So she's mm. chatting with Beric and Thoros later on. Yep. Thoros I like. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
0: I still he still makes me think of Bill Nye's character in Love actually, and which I was really annoyed by. Um, sure. So yeah. I'm not fully on board with him. It, <laughs> but I don't totally, dislike him really. It's like a scoop yeah. of
1: that, it's it's a pinch of Jack Sparrow. Yes. It's just it's very like actor pretending to be drunk one oh one
0: yes exactly it's exactly that yeah and i like it i don't yeah i don't mind it it's yeah it's i think that it's more that i I can't think of him as a fully formed and fleshed out character because i associate it so specifically with other characters but um, sure and he's he's cool He's, he's kind of charming they have not put a lot of
1: time into developing beric especially who, like, kind of, I think, goes into here, like, he knew Arya's dad and everything, mm-hmm. and you, you've seen a different actor be him once two years ago.
0: And and, like, and had had no character or charisma to him then.
1: No, I don't think even it had a line. Mm, I think that's, yeah,
0: yeah, that could be true.
1: And now, uh, yeah, I Beric and Thoris and the entire Brotherhood Without Banners thing is just, like, I kind of didn't get where it was coming from who they were, what their purpose was. They're very vague about, like, yeah, we want to, I, I don't know, kill whoever's bad.
0: Yep, t- and t- absolutely agree, yeah.
1: But, uh, you know, Beric Dondarrion, yeah, says here, he's been brought back from the dead six yeah. times now by Thoros. And mm. Thoros is like, hey, it wasn't me, it was the Lord of Light. And he just works through me. Mm. And that's it.
0: That's basically that's,
1: it. That's why he's got the eye patch. He got
0: stabbed through the eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess so. I guess he's got like a big scar over that shoulder that just got split in half as well.
1: Yeah, but he does say he, every... he's not fully healed. No, and he says every time he comes back, he loses a little piece of himself. Yes, he yes. comes back a little bit less every time.
0: Hmm, which would suck. <laughs> that sounds awful. Ah, uh, I don't know. I could do with a bit less. <laughs> <laughs> um i guess if the you know the alternative is just being dead so <laughs> probably totally. prefer to come back actually dude
1: bring me back and make me get grumpy on a sunny day i that's fine yeah i don't yeah. give a shit um, if i come back also... and no 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 i wasn't gonna say anything important i was gonna say if i come <laughs> back but like oh i don't like a flower then that's fine but if... oh yeah sure
0: you're not into lavender anymore dude potpourri in general not 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 about <laughs> it fair um, I was gonna say that they have also told Arya that they're gonna take her to River Run, and give her to Rob as a basically as a um, with a ransom. Yeah, right. They yeah, totally. They're like, we're not evil, but we're poor. Which yes, I don't know. I
1: think yeah. it's a bit douchey to do
0: that. They, I, I agree. That's uh, that's what made them even more hard for me to understand as a group. It's like, well, are they good or bad or neutral? And if they're neutral in this situation isn't that kind of bad still
1: dude switzerland i hate the swiss with your doctor mate from before that doctor who you said you
0: loved no i didn't say that at all
1: uh did you cut that part out because i'm pretty sure you did say it in the live recording but i don't know if you left (laughs) it in the uh in the edited version (laughs) imagine if i cut this bit out Ah, uh, can't imagine it, because I'm going to bring it up again later. <laughs> oh,
0: no. <laughs> but, uh, um, but, yeah, they, they basically say to Arya, like, we're fighting the good fight. M- weapons cost money. We need money. No hard feelings, but we're going to do this. So, But they're basically bandits, because we haven't seen them
1: fight the good fight.
0: That's very true.
1: Anyway, very true. speaking of someone who thinks they're fighting the good fight, we go back over to mm. Stannis. Yeah. And uh, he... <laughs> his wife is well we don't know it's his wife straight away but we find out it's his wife she's sitting in some uh dank old room that she's got Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it i have my memory of this is that she like basically walks over and opens the door and he's like standing behind it like oh (laughs) like he i think yeah yeah yeah. i think he is and he's sort of like looking down (laughs) which again another one of those dumb like rom-com tropes of the guy about to knock on the door because he's been standing there for ages trying to think of what to say.
0: Yes, totally.
1: And uh she is the weirdest woman.
0: <laughs> she is so strange. Cuz he comes in and he's like he's he has clearly been standing there for a little while like trying to think of of what to say cuz yeah. it's it's a hard conversation he's about to have. And he he's basically come there to say like uh I'm and cuz Mel- Melisandra has left and he's in a bit of a pickle. He he feels like the fact that she said she was coming back or that she was, you know, doing doing something for the good of, good of him, he's still a bit unsure. And so he's gone, oh, shit, all right, I better make, make good with my actual wife.
1: And deep down at his so core, Stannis is like a real honorable guy.
0: That's like his main that, thing. Yes, yes, sure. Loyalty and honor is, yeah, that's what he's all about.
1: Except for the fact that his wife is locked in this weird jar room. Mm. <laughs> Room, my second favorite rapper <laughs> but she's yeah, like, what is it? you can tell me anything, and he's like, I don't know because I kind of uh, <coughs> how do I say this? and she's like, oh, is this about the ghost baby that you fucked into the witch? <laughs> he's like, but you know but then, if, I, if you got that letter, what did I send to the tax office?
0: <laughs> yeah, she's like is this about that that thing that I actually really am into?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And She's like, I actually think it's kinda of hot. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, I feel worse than
1: before. By the way, this is bothering me, so I just have to say it. If if she if, if he'd have gone, then what did I send to the tax office? That would mean that he had meant to send the tax office a letter about him fucking someone other than his wife. <laughs> <laughs> so and he meant to send to his wife a letter about the tax i guess so or just like a different letter about some other gossip i don't know oh yeah sure <laughs> like yeah so that didn't make any sense it was really bothering me so i just had to
0: clear that up <laughs> always good to do but yeah um, um she's yeah it's she's basically been charmed by the lord of light as well she's a believer and fully like even more than stannis
1: she's like yeah. got that glassy-eyed type of belief.
0: Yes, totally. And Which he has a, of of a rare occasion, like when he got, you know, when he looked into the fire, but generally speaking he's he's been more pragmatic about it. He's just like, is this going to help us win the war? Okay, cool. But yeah. he's, he's not a, a, a div- he's not a he's not devout. He's not a zealot and she appears to be completely. And
1: mm. uh yeah, she's also just seems to be completely crazy anyway because She's like, hey, maybe she could give you a son because I sure haven't been able to hand over to three jars with fetuses in them.
0: Yeah, yes. So this, I mean, this, she obviously presents as a crazy person, but I reckon if you take it in, you assume some of the history, that being Stannis is desperate to have a male heir and every time she has a baby that, you know, every time she miscarries, every time it doesn't work out, he probably... Is more and more angry at her. Like she's clearly, I think, had to like been forced to develop into this kind of person.
1: Oh, sure. I'm not like she. He has probably yeah destroyed her because he's got a destroyed brain where it's like emotions mm. don't matter. He does not seem like mm-hmm. a sentimental man, which makes Sorry. me think that he probably isn't sentimentally keeping these babies around. This is her decision.
0: Yes. Yep.
1: Yeah. And like. I, I I don't know. It was just, I've forgotten about this. And they look like... Yeah, I've
0: forgotten about this aspect of it. Yeah. It looks
1: like alien stuff. It doesn't look like Game it of Thrones stuff. Yeah. Anyway, the, the, the wife is... Like, it seems like she and the daughter who we find out about here and he goes mm-hmm. and visits in a minute are both locked up, like, real fairy tale style, like, princess
0: and a queen locked in a castle type thing. Absolutely, it's. I, I, I assume that they've been in the books the whole time, but it, fe- it, what it feels like is like a third season. You know, new casting, new plot line. Sure, yeah, a little they really bit. Really, have just turned up out of nowhere. To- yeah, like, hey, I'm Pucci. Here, here I am.
1: <laughs> exactly, they're Puccis. Yeah, but his daughter is upstairs, mm. and I guess it, it does make sense that maybe he wouldn't have talked about them because, uh, you know, he only wants a male heir and seems to hate women
0: yep absolutely and he was focused on yeah being the king but then he's quite nice to his
1: daughter like he goes up there and she's got some scar disease thing on her face yeah it's called greyscale uh, right and she is well it's she's got gray scales on her face so yeah good job yeah. that Nazi doctor who you love <laughs> and pretend to be by naming diseases <laughs> <Fuck>. like greyscale
0: <laughs> damn
1: it <laughs> Damn it, stop calling back. But then she, like, uh, she, he he tells her, like, a little story or something, I think, and he's kind of, he's got a nice tone with her, at least, I guess.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, totally.
1: But then um, she's like, hey, is my friend the Onion Knight coming back? And he's like, nah, that cunt's in jail.
0: He is a traitor, and you'll never see him again. And
1: she's like, oh, I just said he's, like, my best friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he could have put a little more. He really
0: didn't pick up on... <laughs> That uh how to handle that tax? Yeah, did you dad? Chuck
1: a little sugar on her dad. Mm, I mean put a bit of sauce Mr. on Mr. Stannis, sir, uh, as I'm probably made to call you.
0: Yeah. She she even more than the mum seems like she's meant to stay where she is.
1: Yeah, there's like a lock on her door and he and he looks around as though he hasn't been in there for some time. Uh, yes,
0: and kind of doesn't want to touch anything.
1: Yeah, and she's like I, I mean, he says, like, wow, you're heaps taller now. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah cunt, you haven't been here in two years. <laughs> yeah. You didn't put me in a small enough box to make me stop growing. Close, but not that small. Yeah. Anyway, back over in Harrenhal, uh, Brienne's sitting in a big old spa. Oh, yeah. dub a dub dubbin. <laughs> <laughs> One Brienne in a tubbin. And sh- uh, in comes Jamie, not giving a shit about who he shows his dick to. No. And he jumps in her spa as well, and she's like, hey, there's exactly two baths here. Why <laughs> jump in my one? And he's like, hey, I don't like a clean bath. <laughs> anyway, they start kind of bickering again. Yeah. And he's like, I bet you wish Renly was in this bath so you could rub a dub a hub a <laughs> Yep, verbatim says that. She's like, boo, I'm going to stand up angrily so they can get a shot of my butt.
0: Yeah, I didn't understand that. Real weird. She was all she was she was like self conscious. Yeah. From the beginning. Up up until that point. And
1: it might be a thing of trying to make a character like she stops thinking about herself when any you know, anyone who she is she cares about is challenged, but I don't think it's a very effective way that they've done that because it comes across as more just like pointlessly exploitative than but whatever.
0: Totally, totally. The way that that, that actress has performed that that role as well it is it it feels exploitative it, it feels gratuitous it doesn't feel even in a more like a a, yeah. a, a meta a meta textual way of like how yeah. the audience views the character literally it feels sort of like betraying what that character stands totally
1: for. it doesn't feel like a character moment at all the opposite mm. but mm. uh then they have a really great scene together
0: yes. where jamie
1: starts kind of uh laying out what went down with him and the Mad King when he killed him, why everybody kills him, Kingslayer now. Yeah, yeah. And it's well acted um, and it's a good little story and it's a side of Jamie that's been kind of poking its head through the surface for a little bit now.
0: Yeah, I was I was wondering, uh, the, like, have we got this full context before or is this the first time we know this story? Because obviously we know it from having seen the show before, but I, I kept forgetting he's. How much we actually knew.
1: cagely sort of gone to like net and stuff i think sort of like hey you don't know what went down motherfucker a
0: couple of times yeah yeah i guess that's true he's sort of been like well you know hey it's lucky that i was there yeah you know
1: so i think we've gotten sort of a, a, a vague idea that jamie at least thinks it went down a certain way but also jamie pretty constantly arrogant and uh pumping up Anything he's involved with so I guess that was always a little taken with a grain of salt
0: sure sure that's true but yeah he basically describes exactly what he thinks happened which is that um, so Tywin's come to swear his allegiance to to the Targaryens is that right
1: yes except he's got his fingers crossed behind his back the whole time right and uh, the second that he gets in the gates and I I'm pretty sure Jamie says that he was like, Don't let my dad in. Mm, and mm. then but uh Eris yes, is like, nah, bring him in, and Tywin starts sacking the city yeah. because he will fight for whatever side is about to win. And at that point it was Robert.
0: <laughs> totally. Um and uh then yeah, Eris tells Jamie to go and kill his dad, and uh he tells the pyromancer. To light the wildfire, which has been strategically placed all around King's Landing, and is going to burn the entire city to the ground and kill everyone yep. in it. And this guy
1: who has been called the Mad King for a while now has a whole bunch of fire under the city. And Jamie's mm. like, "I'm going to kill him." Which yeah, I'm going to. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to kill him. Fair enough. Eris is going yep. like, "Burn him! Burn them all! Burn everybody!" He used to love burning people. Mm and loved uh it. loved a good brother. yeah so jamie puts a sword through his back and then ned walks in like a Frasier episode <laughs> walks in at exactly <laughs> the wrong moment and jamie's like i can explain and ned's like i don't want to hear yeah. your explanations
0: uh and also why are your pants around your ankles <laughs>
1: <laughs> classic and parts. yeah jamie seems to have never really gotten over ned judging him for it which is kind mm. of part of why he hated ned i guess yep and By what right does the wolf judge the lion and falls over and starts Mm. bubbling in the bath, basically? (laughs) So uh, ignominious. Uh, Hey, gesundheit. (laughs) Man, you've
0: got to start learning some words. What
1: does Ignatius Jones mean?
0: (laughs) Like lacking in dignity. It's kind of embarrassing for him to have told such a story and then start... Bubbling away and f- falling asleep and, and uh, fainting in
1: the, Dude, in the water. I I don't know what that word means, because I never felt embarrassed. I am feeling <laughs> Ignis Rock about it. <laughs> Iggy Pop. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, then Brienne catches him in her arms and in a very, like, stage production way goes, like, The Kingslayer! Come and help the Kingslayer! Oh, yeah. And then Jamie's right. like, yeah. please, call me Jamie. It's fucking super lame. <laughs> the very end of that scene, it is. It but other is. than that, it's a shame. Yeah, because it's a good, it's a yeah. good little bit of Jamie's past. Yeah. Anyway, we head over back to uh, Daenerys. We haven't seen her for this episode, and she's mm. wandering about the desert, still having a walk around. She, uh, I believe, here picks who. Of the Unsullied, they've chosen to be their leader. She's made them choose a leader. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy comes up and takes his helmet and is like, it's me, Grey Worm. He's like, yuck. Bad name. Pick a different one. That's your slave (laughs) name. And he's like, hey, I love it because I had that name when you showed up and I love you. And she's like, oh, nice.
0: Yeah, I don't think it fully... Holds water, in terms of reasoning? No, because... It was also his name when he got castrated and forced yeah, into slavery. Yeah, and, and the uh,
1: translator woman who she has now, Miss Andy, is like... Mm-hmm. They've all got names like Red Dog, Black Rat. It's like, both of those <laughs> things are two just very Australian. <laughs> I don't think yes. they said Red Dog, I think it was yes. Red something else. But it was sure red, red. Sun. Definitely black rat, which for <laughs> any overseas people is a good old. I guess it's a rum and coke. Bun- yeah, it's a Bundaberg yeah, rum and, and coke. coke. I think one of them was called a, a red-bellied tin fish. Oh, uh, ign- ignominious of you! Now, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and also uh, Jora and Barristan are kind of like. Jorah seems to be like, oh, who's this new guy around here?
0: They've basically taken their dicks out and they're having a sword fight with yeah. their dicks to see who's going to be uh, the best dick they the world. They, they want to they be Daenerys' number Barrington one. Guy. rubs his dick and it lights on fire.
1: <laughs> He's got to get that checked out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're, they're like Jorah so fucking in love with Daenerys mm. and Barristan's like I just want to have not a dick be my boss.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I've had two like I've had a lunatic and a drunk in a row. Mm. So now I'm going to go for this like completely untested daughter of the lunatic. Yeah,
0: I think so. I think she's the daughter, yeah.
1: But uh you know, they they seem alright and uh they both are like is this the bit where um Ariston says to uh or is that in the next episode says to um Jorah, like hey you might not be the best look for her when we get back over there you know
0: yeah that's now that's now it's like you you got cast out for for being a slave trader like that's uh that's not that's not a good look
1: you can't come back over to Westeros and be a right-hand man like you might have to get out of the picture pretty soon buddy He's like "I'll mm. I'll get you out of the picture I didn't even do the voice.
0: Hold on. It's the one voice you do.
1: <clears throat> well, I'll get you out of the picture. No, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm feeling sick. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to nail it.
0: That's okay. We can move on, because that's all that scene is.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, and, uh, but I like uh, Jorah embarrassed and sort of trying to out-Alpha dog each other. And Jorah also tells the least funny story, of all time. Oh, what's this? I forget this. Well, like this is towards the start of this scene where he's like, "When I was, uh, when I was knighted by Robert, it was the proudest day of my life. But when he knighted me, <laughs> funny thing, I uh, I needed to piss the whole time.
0: Oh, I don't remember that the at entire all. Entire time, <laughs>
1: I, I, I might have been the first knight to piss on his boots. Embarrassed and it's like, ha, huh,
0: yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Kind of makes you sound like a weird creep, dude. <laughs> like,
1: like, he's like, I've been in my armor for sixteen hours. I don't know. It just—it was just a boring story that like sucks the air out of a party.
0: Oh, totally. That's and that's who Jorah can be. Oh. Like sometimes he's great. He's very heroic, you know. He's a lot of self-sacrifice and all that shit. But um, when you actually talk to him, it's like, man. You're the most boring guy in the whole fucking show.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. Just, like, delete Facebook, hit the gym, find somebody else, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dear.
1: So, uh... Um,
0: yeah, good. That's... I, and I guess the point there is, like, with each of these stories, some of them are more complex than others, but at least this one has basically an A story, which is Daenerys trying to get back and take the throne, and a B story of, yeah, to, to uh Two big dick bastards trying to <laughs> um, win her favor and be uh, be the right-hand man. Totally.
1: And then over in uh, King's Landing, again, where we have ABC mm-hmm. through to Z stories. Yes. Sansa is um, watching Loras and some other guy have a bit of a sword fight there, training up. Yeah, yeah, a little joust. Loras. Well, not joust, just a sword, sword fighter. Real good, real good sword fighter. Oh, he loves it. Her and Marjorie are standing there. <laughs> <laughs> I love Marjorie. Yeah, sitting watching that. And Mar- Is that an Irish accent? <laughs> oh, it's Marjorie. It's like when you've had some Marjorie, but you're like, oh, I could go for Marjorie. Uh, I yes. guess it's more Jerry Cypher. I could go for more Jerry. Jerry. Anyway, Marjorie's sitting there, and she's like, hey, when you guys are married, how's that going to be? You still into that? <laughs> and, and Sansa's like, yeah. yeah, man, dude, I really want this guy. I yeah. think he's so hot, and I reckon he wants me. I think he's...
0: An absolute dream boat, and it's just gonna really fix my life up.
1: Yeah. So, she's like, "Oh man, yeah, I'm gonna be so into this guy who's definitely gonna want to fuck me." Cut to Loris, fucking a guy, <laughs> except like yep. he's fully clothed. Yeah, which is sort yeah. of weird. I mean, I guess maybe the it actor is. wanted to be fully clothed, which I get. Like, uh, the the show is very inconsistent with who it will force to get naked. Yes, very true. Very, very. But true. But whatever, like maybe it should either be no one or everyone
0: at all times. Yep, <laughs> agreed. There's only there's only black or white. And uh, yeah, I, I, nothing
1: really happens here. It just this kind of a scene where it's like, and remember, Loris is gay. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, that's all that really happens. But then we get a a last scene of the um,
0: big old council table, and uh, um, yeah. Well, I guess Sansa and Littlefinger talk a little bit. Oh, do they? She's yeah. She's like, um, she says something like, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm worried about you. I want to make sure I'm in King's Landing to 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 make sure you're okay." Which is weird. I don't know what. Why she oh, and that.
1: I think she kind of lets on that, like, oh, me and Loris, that's probably going to happen.
0: And Littlefinger yeah, does a little bit yeah. of a... Oh. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Him and Jura, Yeah, he turns away from the camera and bites
1: his yeah, knuckle. Him and Jorah are very close to uh, <laughs> subscribing to the
0: same subreddit. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Jorah's slave name would be Red Pill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i got you uh, i got you a good one yeah i really like that one
1: <laughs> that one i had fun with excellent <laughs> <laughs> oh i just think that i deserve it i mean i've been such a good guy <laughs> this whole time <laughs> Ugh. anyway um the uh yeah the the little meeting there with uh Tywin and Cersei are both sitting there already. Tyrion yep. walks in and he's like, "Ah, oh, why does this fucking douchebag have to be here? Mm-hmm. Pointing to Cersei.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, they sit him down and they're like, look, we've got a little bit of a plan here and we don't reckon you're going to like it, but we don't give a fuck about you.
0: Yes, in fact, we hope you don't like it. Because we don't like you. Those
1: sneaky little Tyrells are trying to grab Sansa off us and she's our key to the north. So... Mm-hmm you're going to marry her. And he's like, no, please. <laughs> and he does seem to be genuinely like, I don't think she would hate that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah.
1: Well, he's got Shay.
0: He's got Shay. So on an emotional level, he's against it. But, like, he, he knows what world they're living in. Having to marry Sansa Stark is not the worst thing that could happen to him.
1: No, but it's one of the worst things that could happen to her. Sure, sure. She would be, you know, crushed again, and she's used to that by now, but yeah, he's a little bit more of an empathetic guy. They're like, Mm -hmm. nah, do it, and Cersei's like, ha-ha. (laughs) Like, just being a little (laughs) child, like, poking him in the backseat of the car. Yeah. And then uh, Tywin's like, by the way, you're also marrying (laughs) Loras. And she's like, Dad, don't make me do it again. Like marry someone who will never love me, which yeah. is a little bit heartbreaking. Yep. But uh she's kind of made her own bed, so she's gonna have to lie in it, not getting fucked. Yeah. And uh that's kind of it, right? Basically Oh yeah, Tywin also says that her marrying Loris will be will put an end to the disgusting rumors about oh, you once yes. and for all.
0: Yes. Which it yeah. <laughs> I I still don't know if he thinks they're just rumours or if he thinks they're true. Because if he thinks they're true, I think he'd fucking hate it more than he hates Tyrion. He seems like one of those
1: parents who, like, you know those parents who have a real shit kid? Like Mm. the fucking fat little bully who's always, like, fucking stealing shit and punching kids and just being a real obvious piece of shit like when the parent is getting told off for how they've raised their child the kid is like swinging off of a like chandelier in the back i don't know where they are that there's a chandelier but the kid is like shoving a peanut butter chocolate bar in his face and punching it giving another kid a noogie you know
0: yes totally and the kid's like
1: my little Snug butt, or whatever the dumb kid's name is. Like one of those 80s weird, <laughs> dumb, idiot names with a bowl cut kid.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> he would problem, never do problem that. Problem child. Whatever problem child was called. Yeah.
1: And then, and so I think he knows deep down, but like will refute it until the day he dies.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And that's it. That's that
1: ep. One episode done. A lot of, yeah. uh, sort of, yeah, a lot of stuff happens in that episode, I
0: guess. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like that's that's some good machinations. That's a, that's some manoeuvring. Yeah. Some shit's gonna happen there.
1: People have schemed.
0: People have absolutely schemed. And it's and a little butts
1: off. Classic medieval politics. You
0: marry this person and that person marries this person. And that's gonna fuck someone else over. Yeah. Good app. And um, yeah, a little bit of romance with Jon Snow and Egret. Ah, oh, so cute. Imagine oh. how painful
1: it would be to have
0: sex in a cave.
1: There's all <laughs> oh, those Thai boys in the way.
0: Oh, he's done it. He's absolutely done
1: it. Elon Musk, I don't need your complicated dildo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Elon Musk sounds like a Game of Thrones name. Hey, it does. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, that's all. So I guess that's it for the non-spoilery part of the episode for this week.
0: Um, well, I thought there's there's one non spoilery question which is, we can answer very briefly. Okay, yeah. Um, it's from Alex Alex Dullard, who is a a friend a friend of uh, Filth as well. He's in our Patreon group. He's a long time contributor to that. Yeah. Uh, Hello, Alex. And I also played played Dungeons and Dragons with him. Uh, he's a lovely guy.
1: Uh, Alex, never email the podcast again. <laughs> ben, get off of the podcast. <laughs> I don't like nerds can... on my
0: Game of Thrones
1: recap <laughs> podcast.
0: I think he came to see your stand-up show and Chimcop.
1: Alex, you're back in my good books. <laughs> I thought
0: that might help. Um but Alex asks if either of us have played Game of Thrones uh video games. Apparently there's there's more than one. I've I've played the Telltale game. I think there's a an RPG, like a more um traditional RPG game yeah. as well.
1: I think that was a very well received and then I think there's a couple of other ones as well but uh i think there's a strategy game maybe or like maybe it's just a mod for something but yeah no i haven't i've never i've never played one of them
0: i uh strongly suggest you play the telltale game because i think it's one of the best telltale
1: games. well i'm assuming we'll probably do an episode at some point during the course of this that is about that
0: yeah absolutely um yeah so that's he he asked um yeah if we'd play those if we if we had or will play them and yeah I I really liked the Telltale game. I have to say. Yeah,
1: cool. Are they doing um, a second season of that? Because Telltale, for anyone who doesn't know, normally yeah. do seasons of games.
0: Yes, I believe they have announced a second season of that, as well as um a few of the other properties of theirs that are, are ones that I like. But he he also says, um, do they do anything for character development, um, of people featured in the show, um, or are they just like cameos, um. Because he says he doesn't like the idea of needing to go cross media to get all of a story, uh, he he uses Final Fantasy Fifteen as an example, an ex, an example of that.
1: Oh, the Animatrix. Yeah, <laughs> well, the yeah, uh, yeah,
0: fuck. The Animatrix is the second best Matrix movie,
1: behind Enter the Matrix, the Xbox video game. <laughs>
0: uh, Agreed.
1: The yeah, no, I don't know. Can you speak to that, whether or not? Because my understanding of it, having not played them, but having just seen. Stuff around the time is that they're sort of side stories or like not canon or whatever.
0: Yeah, totally. I th- I think the the Telltale one maybe may as well be canon because I think it's a family that either doesn't exist or is so inconsequential that it doesn't really feature in the show. There are uh, characters from the show in the Telltale game, but not in in ways that um, re- impact the characters within the the TV show at all. Cool.
1: I think that's um, probably.
0: the most interesting way of doing it too absolutely absolutely um and yeah it is a good game so i'm sure we'll talk about that at some point great um that is all in terms of non-spoiler questions and probably yeah non-spoiler section of the show
1: well that means that if you're watching game of thrones for the first time and you do not want to be spoiled for future episodes please stop listening for this week and join us next week on the name of this podcast (laughs) Uh, but for all of you who want to hang around oh by the way the email address is aria talking to me pod at gmail.com
0: correct aria talking with a g aria talking to me pod at gmail.com send in your non-spoiler questions theories reactions to the show
1: they're always very interesting and uh, for those of you who are okay with spoilers hang around yeah for the sealed section
0: it's so spooky. We're sealed in like those tie boys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, They're balls to make a joke about it. And a bad joke before they were out. Uh, no, I know. Just the, the worst yeah, of Twitter. Fuck. But now that it's ironic, yeah. mm, the funniest joke in the world.
0: And the most cowardly.
1: <laughs> so, uh, any, any thoughts on spoilery stuff from this episode?
0: um yeah uh i guess the fact that beric is being brought back from the dead a bunch and is set up as like a basically a you know a, a character who can't die yeah and he's extremely powerful for him to just be left hanging again for another you know i guess four seasons is kind of weird and for this concept that resurrection is possible and simple, and I
1: remember just buying it at the time, I guess, and then when mm. John got brought back, I was like, oh, that's dumb.
0: I guess... I, I'd the fact about that, this. He, yeah. Oh, really? Uh, the fact that he was killed, it was I just was like, oh, he's going to get brought back from the dead. That's not even a question. And I think a lot of people felt that way as well. They were just like, that's not the cliffhanger, because we all know he's coming back.
1: Yeah uh as with uh the last time we saw kyburn just seeing kyburn again i Mm -hmm. like i sort of didn't appreciate until watching it the second time how early a lot of these characters have been brought into the show
0: yeah 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 and how early a lot of things are happening because obviously the wed the wed the red wedding is about to happen right yeah we're like four
1: episodes away or something
0: yeah and i just uh, that still stands out to me as like such a huge thing and i I think I kind of thought it was a bit later on because then I kind of think forward and I'm like, well, what, what happens after that? Totally. Like between that and, and, and season seven, like there's a there must be a fair bit of wheel spinning. Do you know what I noticed as well is that no
1: time or very little time was given in this episode to my least favorite storylines, which is like Bran. Uh, yeah. The, um, I, th- I just realized that might be part of why this episode was uh, more engaging for me. Absolutely, yeah. No Sam. Very little Daenerys, no Sam. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause Daenerys over in the east, just a lot of flat spots during because we're getting fucking what's his name soon? Um, blonde brunette guy.
0: Oh yeah. What Dario Naharis?
1: Yes. God I yes. thought That's he was it. boring.
0: Yeah. I think I think he got less boring. <laughs> I think he got more interesting when they changed the actor. But by that point it was another thing of like well, you changed the actor halfway through. I don't think I can engage with this. Well, and then he just kind of did character. nothing.
1: He was around, and, and Jorah was like, ah, uh, this guy. And then This guy's like, roguishly charming. Yeah. I'm solo. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, they leave.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Uh, yeah, not a lot of other stuff. I mean, here comes. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Davos's. Uh, I mean, um, Stannis's kid? Oh, I don't know. Whatever her name is is the wife and her and like they're immediately the the thing of her getting burned at the stake later on is immediately believable Mm -hmm. with uh this this mother's mothering style and this father's fathering style absolutely
0: yeah that's actually that's that's something i guess the seal dish is how it's she's so like sweetly set up as a character like she's just the nicest person in the show
1: oh there's little kid singing in a in a locked away room you're like get that kid out of there put a get mic in there. front of don't, him.
0: don't don't tie it to a stake but like it's just yeah. you know it's such a tra- like it's it's obvious to say it's a tragic story but in in a show where a bunch of a bunch of sad shit happens it's it's probably the most tragic
1: yeah and definitely they set the up straight away as like You know, whenever you see a cute kid, you're like, don't burn him at the stake. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, But yeah, Shireen. Shireen is her name, and Solis is uh, the mum. That's right. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's about it. That's about it. I mean, there are, again, like, we kind of hit this point of each season where a bunch of very interesting plot machinations begin to happen, and we all know they end, (laughs) you know, in a certain way, so... There's not much speculation that can be done. I guess we'll be speculating more when we get towards the end of the show.
1: Yeah, but for now it's just like the things that uh, the show has kind of reminded me of through here, or whatever, or that I that I haven't appreciated about the later episodes, calling back to something I'd forgotten.
0: Yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's I guess. Yeah, that's it's worth. That's why it's worth underlining. Shireen is set up as a great character, um, and yeah, like the marrying cersei off to loras and tyrion off to uh to sansa is uh, it's a great move it's a great move that also to like disregards how human emotions might affect <laughs> how uh, how you know I, how long it stays stable for yeah exactly like it's a
1: move that's made with a lot of spite on tywin's part as well because i think he wants to mm. hurt tyrion
0: a little bit. Sure. And he wants he wants to slap Cersei down a little bit too, I yeah. think. Yeah. And he must know about Shay by now, I reckon. Yes. Oh sure. well he already yeah. did,
1: actually. I think he's mentioned it. So yeah, it's definitely uh some shit goes wrong for Tywin because he's not as clever as he thinks he is, which is something that he said to Cersei.
0: Yeah, yes, very true. Yeah. Yeah. He he depends too much on other people following the rules in his head and not just acting unpredictably and irrationally, which is what actual people do. Totally.
1: All right. Um, do we have any uh, spoiler questions?
0: Yeah, we've got a bunch.
1: Um, Should we do one?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll just find, uh, find a good one. Uh, let's see. Okay, here's one. Um, from Christian. Christian writes in. He says, good pod, yada, yada, yada. Have you heard of the fan theory regarding Gendry being the official heir of House Baratheon? Robert and Cersei had a child, a little black-haired boy, that, according to Cersei, she had to give away, because it was ill. Now, age-wise, that lines up pretty well with Gendry. Also, he was learning his trade at one of the best blacksmiths in King's Landing, apparently because someone paid the smith a large amount to let him be there. Also, the imagery with Gendry having made his own Baratheon-like hammer... Um, Somewhere in the books, apparently, the only thing Gendry faintly remembers about his his mother is her blonde hair, a trait that in this world almost exclusively is a Lannister trait. So could Gendry be the actual heir rather than just a bastard? What do you guys think?
1: That's interesting. I don't remember her saying that, honestly. Um, Mm. Mm. But uh, like the sick thing, I mean, obviously people can get better, so... Sure. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. But yeah, he is like the only other Baratheon kid who we really see was the one who uh, was living in the brothel, right? Uh, Like the baby? Yeah. Yeah, but even that, that was... was a bastard. Right, but the only other Baratheon bastard, I mean, like the only other oh, right. one of Robert's illegitimate children.
0: Uh, Well, no, because there's that montage, remember? So, like... There's all the kids that are getting killed in the streets and dunked in the water and shit. We assume at But that's, at least that's the my point is
1: that though, all of those kids are like in the streets or in a brothel or like in worse places than the best smith in town learning how to be a, the best smith in town.
0: Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay, yeah, right. So it, 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 there is
1: a, a case to be made for Gendry having received like special treatment.
0: Yeah, okay, yes, sure. That makes sense. That follows. I think the the reason that I'd be skeptical about this theory is that I don't think that Cersei would... It's hard to say, though. I don't want to... Like, I, I was going to say, I don't think that if there was a sick kid who was actually Roberts, she'd care about it. But I guess it's her kid as well.
1: Yeah, because she is, like, really protective of her kids. And she hates Tyrion because he killed her mum, not because he's, like... like hmm. I don't know, that's maybe true. But also, I I think Robert cared about them because he didn't kill any of them and he didn't want any, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. So it it could have been him or it could have been someone next to him going like, this is kind of fucked, that this is actually the heir to the
0: throne. Yeah. I guess what lends this theory credence is the fact that Gendry has become a massive part of the show again Mm. and is one of the remaining main characters. True,
1: and you know I could I could see it being something that was like a book plot thread that doesn't pan out in the show,
0: mm. but uh,
1: yeah, I reckon that's interesting. I kind of forgotten about that.
0: I th- I think it's interesting in an end game way as well, where it's like if he's the heir, then he's the king. Jon Snow and Daenerys don't have to deal with being weirdly incesty and taking control. But then I mean, he's like a good guy, so what is being be a good
1: king? What does being a Baratheon mean anymore, though? Um, well... Since then, it's gone fake Baratheon, fake Baratheon, Lannister,
0: and then... Who's who's the Lannister? Cersei, she's the Queen now. I, I guess, but isn't she a Baratheon, though, by marriage now?
1: I suppose so. It's technically, but like... You could, it'd be very easy for Daener- Daenerys to go like, well, the Baratheons took the throne in a illegal mm. revolution or whatever, and the Lannisters have clearly fucked all of that for you, so it's me again.
0: Yeah, sure. That's, I guess she believes that anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, interesting. Interesting theory. I like it. Yeah, same. Good shit. Thanks, Christian. Thanks for writing in.
1: And I guess thanks, everybody, for listening for this week.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thanks.
1: I know that I appreciate it. Ben, he, he, he tells me that he doesn't.
0: <laughs> he I always edit me, it out, though. He keeps sending
1: me emails about this Nazi doctor he's into. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, who uses email just to, like, send a link anymore? Yeah. Get email on Messenger. For, it's for business and advertising.
0: Mm. Well, that's anyway. what I'm all about. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone um again uh you know the email aria talking to me pod at com? send in your uh your questions your theories um and uh yeah comments <laughs> and business and advertising um and thanks for listening we'll see you next week for episode six of season three
1: goodbye